search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Welcome, BBCs, to episode number 105 of the Broken by Concept podcast, the number one solo queue podcast in the world for League of Legends. Now, Curtis, last episode... We talked about how we're sort of in the middle of the season, you know, people's, this is where it's, you know, a big crunch time. People can be getting into some ruts, you know, patches have come out. People are starting to change champions. You know, we're telling people to stick to some champions, but the biggest thing is about the process, right? That's what's what this podcast is all about, having a process, refining it over time and, you know, talk about the three block, the reviews, all that sort of stuff that we do. And it's easy to lose track of the process, isn't it? Right. Yep. And, you know, that's for many different reasons. You know, there's lots of distractions in League of Legends, you know, on the Rift, but also outside of the Rift. But also, you know, it, it takes effort, you know, and and it and sometimes you're not seeing the results with the process. And you're like, okay, what am I doing, you know? So, and we do it sometimes ourselves. I mean, we've lost track of the process and, you know, in our in our journeys as well. But there's a great cliff here, all right, from um, Adis- Adesanya's coach. So Adesanya is a UFC champion. He's one of the best pound for pound fighters at the moment. Um, and this was a really interesting perspective from the coach. Um, so we're going to play a clip here about his view on the process. So um, I'm just going to get this clip up for Curtis here and we'll um, have it play. That sort of brings us back to uh, with this whole thing, what we're trying to do is have a process focused mindset. There's one thing that like athletes often do and they celebrate the wins more than the process and when they do that, they plummet. And sometimes you'll hear like someone, you know, that they've got this massive goal, they get there, they achieve it and then they plummet. They go into like almost like a depressive crash. And the reason why is because you're celebrating the win too much, too much dopamine. The thing is we want to celebrate the process more than the win. And then you get the dopamine along the way and the process is the most important part. All right, so that's the clip, Curtis. It's awesome. How cool is that? Wow. So um, I guess the key thing there, I love the, the um, there's so many examples of that. You could look at like, you know, fighters, you know, people like across all sports, you know, like they win, you know, they're, they're, they're big, they've got their goal and like, let's say they spend all their money and then they just, you know, have, they go bankrupt and they go depressed all that sort of stuff, right? Um, and, he, you know, he literally said that. It's like they have this big goal, they achieve it. And then they enter this depressive state because they're celebrating the wins more than the process. And the process must be the most celebrated thing, the most exciting bit. And the yeah, you can. I think that the key thing is not to say we're not celebrating getting a diamond or master tier or gold or whatever, but it's making sure that you're you're really really enjoying the process and celebrating it. You know, celebrating it even that it's hard. It's not. It's not like you know. A lot of the time, I think people think that you know we're we're just delusional saying like it's just meant to be all sunshine and rainbows, right? But they're, they're celebrating. You know, like let, let's say we went to the gym today, right? We, we went pretty hard. Like we can celebrate that. You know, we, we, went, we pushed ourselves to failure. We're not doing crazy weights. We're not Olympic level athletes, but we're, we're, we're loving it. You know, we're celebrating our, 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 the process. So what do you think of this, Curtis? And how, how can we relate to this League mm. of Legends? Yeah, it's an interesting word you celebrate. I haven't really heard of that in terms of in terms of a process. And, and one of the words he said is that we get kind of incremental dopamine in a way instead of like one large 
splurge of dopamine at the end. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, for me, a few things come to mind is I think there, again, there are dangerous ways of doing this. In my Discord, I've actually seen a lot of people, you know, post uh, a 3-0 block and they're like, yes, I got a 3-0 block. You got to be very careful here. Is that celebrating the process or is that celebrating the win? That is celebrating the wins. Right. So I think a lot of people listening to this could, could, could misinterpret that quite easily thinking, um, how do I celebrate a process then? Is it, is it celebrating when I get a win via following the process? Do is, I celebrate when it goes zero three in a block? Do I celebrate when I do a, yeah, what is it? When I just do a good review or what does it look like? So I think a better, for me, it would be good to maybe talk about what does celebrating the process actually look like in reality? Um, so what are your thoughts on that? All right, so let's let's use some anecdotal yeah, mm-hmm. some some experience for myself. I think it's the the zooming out for me. Mm. So, you know, we're talking before this podcast. How you said this week was just a disaster for you in terms yep. of your um, your three blocks. Yeah, and you know that happens sometimes in my weeks as well. And then sometimes you know you have weeks on track, and and when you get back on, like let's say again, I guess it is again tie into the wins because that is some mm, result. It's mm. like you zoom. I was like, oh, okay, well, like that last week, you know, I actually did learn some things. I zoom in out, and that actually helped me a lot this week. To add on to this, something that's pro- come, came to my mind is I feel really good when I when I know when I found what was going wrong. Sometimes it feels like, you know, we talk about zooming in and zooming out and we're doing our three blocks and, you know, we're very zoomed in. We're zoomed in in this game, this block. How you're feeling after that block. Exactly. You know, and and you need to zoom in because you need to get into the details. It's very important that you zoom in. But we talk about zooming out and reflecting after blocks. For me, I guess my mini celebration is kind of like, oh, it actually makes sense why I'm losing games, why I'm not getting the results that I want. I mean, I know pretty clearly right now, at least when I get to mid, when I'm talking about my mid lane, I know what is holding me back. I know what the difference is. My biggest struggle is getting mid lane and getting enough games in. That's my biggest struggle. But it feels good for me when I know what I need to do. And in a way, I I don't know if I celebrate. I don't know if that's the word I would use, but I guess I am quite excited, I guess. I'm excited to kind of get into it and just tackle it and just tackle that problem and 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 get a feeling. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a feeling in a way. Um, I'm looking for that. You know, when we have these games sometimes where everything goes our way, everything feels well, you feel in control, your CS is looking really good. You feel like you're dictating the pace of the game. In a way, a lot of the time, I'm, I'm finding ways to replicate that as much as I possibly can. How can I capture that feeling? And yeah, you're right. That only comes from zooming in and then zooming out and looking at the small picture, looking at the big picture and then kind of, and then executing. So for me, I guess that's my act of celebration if you want to call it that. But again, I don't really know if that's even the right word for me personally. Here's another word, active celebration, being present in the moment. So it's very easy to think, let's like, oh, let's, let's say if you have this happen to me a lot is mm. I go one, two on a block, right? Yep. And then I think, oh, well, I'm down net LP, yep. right? Um, that's, and then you think like, oh, how's that affect, you know, now it's going to be even harder. To th- you're not in present in the moment, you know? You're not like thinking- Right, you're thinking future, you're future focused. Versus me just having, fun. like I probably had fun in those games, in aspects of those games. Right. 
you know, and there's obviously some mistakes in there, some things that I could work on, but like, you know, I still enjoy, I really, really, guys, I can't emphasize this enough. I, I just love playing high intensity League of Legends. Mm. I just love yeah. it so much. It's unbelievable. I can't describe it. You the know, I'm, I always, I'm going to reference back to this conversation, man. We're probably going to reference back to this specific conversation I'm going to talk about yeah. for years to come. Yeah. One day when we we're living together, we were walking back from the gym over the bridge near where, where we, where we, we used to live. Um, I think we came home and we are saying to ourselves- mm, I remember this conversation, yeah. League is so amazing in amazing the sense game. that what other medium gives you such elongated periods of presence, presence in the moment? Like what other areas of life can give you this? I mean, you know, just to list off a few, music can give you that massively. Um, you know, artistic, any artistic endeavor, a lot of other sports can give you that when you're in the moment or I'm assuming people when they're doing coding and, you know, people that are really into their work, that they're, they're passionate about something. In, 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 and we, I remember we had that conversation. We talking. That's kind of peak human existence, isn't it? It's we're present in the moment. We're in that Goldilocks zone where it's not too difficult, such that we're feeling st overly stressed, but it's not so easy that we it's, just get we just, bored. We can't we can't focus because yeah. it's too boring. It's too yeah. easy. We're in this. The Elo system perfectly recreates and replicates the Goldilocks zone. And we are so fortunate to be able to click a button on our computer in the comfort of our own home and completely go off to another world. And there's a word, grateful, gratefulness. Grateful, yeah. Like, yeah, how crazy is that we live in the year 2020, what are we, 2022? Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I forget which year, because right? I'm just so <laughs> present in the moment, guys. You know, I'm just not thinking about what's next year, what was last year, when was COVID. Where am I? Where even am I? Um, we, yeah, it's just incredible. Like this game, I get to get to queue up and I get to perform against other people that are trying pretty hard as well. Like it's, and I've never met them. But never that doesn't mean League's perfect. No, it does not mean And that's, that's an important caveat because yes. League isn't perfect. I, I, I was pulling my hair out over the <laughs> yeah. last two days, honestly. Yeah. Um, but in the, you know, across the board, and, and I think that's an interesting perspective because it's like, what else would I be? Where else can I find this feeling? At least for me, I'm a gamer. I enjoy games. I grew up with games. You know, we love games. At the end of the day, people watching this love games. I'm assuming like most of most people like isn't their first game, whether it was a console game or a PC game. We love games, right? And um, yeah, we're very grateful to be able to have this competitive game at our fingertips. I can just queue up right just queue now. Queue up right now against a bunch of really you know good players, and I'm good to go. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective. You've never met them. I don't have to have gear. I mean, obviously you got a PC, I guess you can yeah. buy, but I don't have to like gear up in like NFL or, mm, mm. you know, it's just like- You don't have fan. to travel anywhere. No travel. Come for your own it's home. Incredible. So easy. It's Press incredible. a button. So I think gratefulness is another word for, for, for that ties into celebrate. Yeah, you're right. Celebrating the process. Being grateful for, yeah, being grateful for the opportunity to even have this at our fingertips. 100%. I like it. Anything else on that one, Curtis, you think? Um, I mean, I, I just about, love hearing, I just love hearing elite performance, like yeah. people that are elite in their field yes. talk about the same concepts that we speak it's, about. It's crazy. Like Tom it? Brady and yeah. especially, I mean, that's what we've got the Tom Brady doll here and stuff like that. Um, and the, the 49ers uh, with Bill Walsh, you know, you talk about these people and it's like, there's not much difference here. Yeah, it's 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 we're thinking the same which same yeah. way, and we're getting results. You, 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 it's it's interesting because our paths kind of diverge in a way. Like, as in, sorry, they they collapse in. You think that you you think that 
because we're playing a video game and they're playing a traditional sport, we would diverge, like we'll go further away from each other. But in a way, when you do something for a very long time and you're trying to reach very high levels or whatever it is, it actually collapses. They're actually together, more aligned than, than you Mindset, would think. Mindset, process. Yeah. Mind and body. I like it. All right. Moving on here. So this is the elephant in the room over the last couple of days. Um, niece, who is a uh, popular content creator in the coaching space, you know, is obviously is probably like one of the biggest one in the Western Western culture in terms of YouTube. Um, he put it, he put out a video. The video is was originally titled "Is Coach Curtis Lying to You?" Question mark with evil devil face Curtis, which is really funny because that's like an emote on like every server now. I added it to Salt and it was like, we've got to have this emote. <laughs> so props to Nice for these editors, these graphic designers for get creating that for us. Um, he made this video. Um, there's definitely lots of, we sort of like addressed, um, we have addressed it a video reacting to one of Nice's takes um, probably 30, 40 episodes ago. You can just type in Broken by Concept Nice. It's in the title about um, our disagreements in terms of he thinks the you don't really, like playing in high elo is not really worth it. You know, once you get to diamond, like you've like, you know, you've, you've got the game done and all that sort of stuff. And we talk about how much we enjoy getting to high elo, playing in high elo games and how much we find value from it for ourselves, not just in terms of flexing and saying I'm challenger, but also, you know, just personal growth and, you know, dealing with our emotions, all that sort of good stuff we talk about in this podcast. So the route that I want to take with here, um, a specific thing he mentioned in there was, and this is really interesting. It got me thinking in a certain way, just reflecting across my journey and just, the where we are in League of Legends in the current time. He said 99% of players who climbed or like got to like high ear, like the top you know, echelons of League of Legends, at one point had an unhealthy relationship with the game. Um so we, I want to break this down. I want to explore this, okay? Because I definitely agree. I, I think that's definitely agreed. I think that's the same. I think we could say both of us at one point we had that. Um, and I would say, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. But does that need to be the case? All right. That's, that's the question I want to ask you. So firstly, what I want us to do, Curtis, is just so we can have our, our, our definition of what is an unhealthy relationship with the game. So let's just like clearly identify like from our experience, what from our clients, what have we seen? What's an unhealthy relationship for someone? Do you want to, okay. Um, so that we can throw some my stuff head. out there. I mean, a lot of the addictive tendencies, right? Um, so spamming games, 10 games a day. Spamming a lot of games, not reviewing. Um, caring not, a lot about LP. Caring a lot of about- Caring about what other people think about the LP and their perspective. Active and, and unknowingly sacrificing their time, uh, making sacrifices in their life because of those addictive tendencies, right? Whether it's their relationships in their life, whether it's time that they should have been- looking after their their mind and their body and their family, their friends, whatever other passions they might have, their work, et cetera. So destroying relationships. Destroying relationships, like yeah, like, like any other addictive tendency. We've we had, we had, we've had people write into this podcast about, um, I can't remember if it was a guy or it was a girl and 
their partner yeah. was literally abusive, aggressive to them because of their experiences in League yeah. of Legends. Yeah, because you're, I mean, I think we've all been there where your mood after the game, you, especially if people around you, you're probably living with a partner, you can, you can easily let that out of people around you. And this was, the, the addiction stuff was so big that we actually made an entire BBC episode on addiction because it's, and we regularly tell people to quit all the time. I, I literally had someone this morning send me a message saying that they, um, they're quitting trying to go pro. And I said, amazing. I'm so, I'm so happy that you came to that conclusion. Mm. It's very important. Um, off the top of my head, other, uh, other bad unhealthy relationship signs are um, not really knowing why you play the game. Not knowing what you're trying to get out of the game. That's yep. very important. Yep. You need to know you have your why, right? What, what are you doing it for? Competitive outlet, personal growth, um, hobby, hobby, trying to get better than your friends, whatever it might be. Um, I mean, I think that's main, main, the main things off the top of my head. So we're happy with that. That's what we define. So I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here, Curtis. Right? Okay. So, so and, and I want to caveat this. I have no idea where the direction <laughs> this podcast is going. Like I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a passenger right here, guys. So, so you got to, you got to tame your back and just go out of control here. Cause I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this. And so why I, I really wanted to respond to this video is okay. because I think we have a duty. I think it's our responsibility to um, make sure we're tackling, you know, this, we, we I think we are, that's always part, like gaming, addiction, unhealthy relationship. That's a huge key theme of this podcast because we've seen so many people destroy their lives because of it. Yep. And also because it holds people back so much in terms of improvement of the game. And also I think that we do it because we love the game and we don't want people to, I mean, we want to keep playing the game. I mean, we don't, why would we, if we can prevent people having an un unhealthy relationship with the game, it, I feel like it's our responsibility to share that message. I mean, I think that's something that's which it's helped a lot of people. And the more people we can help with this, the better, right? Like I think it is our duty in a way to help people have a healthier relationship with the game. Yeah, that's a really key one is that, yeah. And, and this is the big one as well from that video. I just felt this sense of disrespect for the craft of League of Legends, the beauty of League of Legends. And I'm, I, I always feel it's my responsibility to defend it essentially. Okay. All right, so the sort of where I'm going with this is the old school generation of League of Legends players of the last 10 years. So okay. this is not just for Nice. This is like I'll, I'll categorize pretty much everyone in there in terms of people that were around the scene for ages, you okay. know, the, the the community members. Like let's say- I will dominate. Tarzan, I will dominate. He's not really a solo queue. He's more of an esports oh, about these days. Okay. Like um, talking about like actual solo queue players like Tarzan, Tyler One, okay. all these type of people, yep. you know? So yeah, I grouped them all together, right? Okay. And, you know, thinking about, yes, I mean, you can, you can look at their relationship with the game, you know, Tarzan, you know, he's a very toxic player, terrible relationship with the game. He hates, he generally just looks like he doesn't enjoy the playing the game. Tyler one to people just meme him as just an addict, right? And Nice has actually literally reached out to you and, and message you saying he, he's identified he actually has an unhealthy relationship with the game. So he's actually identified himself. Yeah, he's working on fixing it. Yes. So um, the point that he made in the video was, yeah, like you talking also about the three block process, how like um, we, we don't put enough emphasis how that that's just sometimes just bullshit. And then we, um, we don't emphasize in how much reps we need to be getting into. And we just need to play the game so much to catch up to people that have been playing for so long. Okay. 
So um, the first thing I want to say here in terms of, um, I, I did some math, right? So in terms of the three block process, if you do one three block a day for 300 days, which is around the season, that's 900 games, right? Okay. If you do two three blocks a day, because remember, our force is you don't just have to do one three block. You can do two three blocks, or you can do one three block, one three block, and then a day where you do two three blocks. Uh, let's say that, and that's like eighteen hundred games. Or let's say if you do like a bit of both, let's say you can get to like you know fourteen hundred games, or whatever, right? Would you agree that's a lot of games still? It's a metric ton. Nine hundred games a season with a one three block a day. It's just a lot. That is that's that's a decent amount, isn't it? So I want to also have that as like a, a background thing that I'm going to refer back to. Okay. All right. So. The way that we viewed the game, I, I view it as like, we didn't know any better. The sport is very, very young, right? So, so think about any other sport and just how sophisticated they, they've become over time and how, yeah. you know, coaches, people have worked out, you know, methods of the game. You know, you talk about like the NBA, you know, like the, what was it? The, 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 um, they had uh, they have like a certain way of playing the game now. I forgot what it was. Going for three pointers more and more or something like oh, that. Oh, you mean or? in in football, yeah. American football? No, NBA. I was talking NBA. NBA. Yeah. Oh, the triangle. Yeah, the triangle. No, there's another one that came after that. I forgot right. That. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, there, there, there's like there's medals that, that sort of evolved and people sort of really understood the sports and they were able to break it down and teach it very very well. Yeah. Right. The first like you know the first 10 20 years of these sports no one knows what the fuck they're doing nope. right we didn't know what we were doing when we were playing the game either nope. we like the 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 attitude that but we had to pave the way the attitude was and the way the only way you improve is you have to throw enough shit of all eventually it stick process nothing reviewing games reviewing games wasn't unheard of well, you can't review if you don't know what you're looking for that too as well right but we, but the even the effort to review the well, culture behind it didn't exist. Did exist. That's correct. Right? No one would ever think it's like, yeah, it's like- oh, Because it wasn't it, viewed review. as a sport. No, it's not. It was viewed as a, a, a game. Just a game. Just it's a game. A game. Yep, and, just and a game. The, so again, I'm going to tie it to just a game yep. and like gamers, like because we were all gamers and this is yep. the, the old school generation of players. I view them more so as gamers rather than, let's say if you're in, like, let's say now these days, you don't call a, a, a person who's playing basketball a sportsman. Right. You call them like, oh, they're a basketball player. Okay. Right? So so I sort of want to get the, the terminology here. Gamers, that was all us over the last 10 okay. years. Again, these Tarzan, Tyler, one of that sort of stuff. And then now League of Legends players. Okay. Because I also think that what we talk about here and stuff, no, no other games really go into this from what I know. Um. You know, there is in the the Street Fighter and like those, okay, those fighting yeah, game fighting community. Games, I feel yes. like fighting games are, is actually one of the more evolved. sophisticated- yes. Games because it's been around for a long time. There you go. Yeah. All and right. people have like kind of figured it out. And they have very good training. Uh, they have like practice tools and stuff that you can replicate. So they have very sophisticated coaching. Definitely haven't seen this stuff for Counter-Strike. That's just talent skill, is it? Yeah. No, Counter-Strike is an interesting one because Counter-Strike's been around for a long time. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there is a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't understand. But um, I think because of the nature of the game, it's, it's a, bit it's a lot it? less compli less complicated. You're than just going to shoot them and kill them. Well, it's not that simple. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's you going to piss that, off the entire FPS community right now? That's to that craft right there. Hey, come right? on, That's man. my bad. All right, I'll call myself out that retract that, that statement. I'll retract that statement. <laughs> yeah, you could, imagine you could say the League of Legends. Like, they just run yeah, around just and run kill, around and little, kill fairy, little minions. Fairy champions and shit like that. Yep. You know what I mean? Kill the Nexus. Yep. All right. So, so your, point, your point being, let me reiterate this. Your point being that there are gamers. Yep. 
being that could be all the way from a, a guy that plays Pac-Man on their Xbox or Crash Bandicoot on PlayStation 1 through to Space Invaders on a little retro thing or yeah. Halo or whatever. It, we're Red talking Dead every, Redemption. Any game. Yeah, yeah, single player games, you know, people who play Overwatch, single player campaigns, Doom. Any So there's gamers, people that enjoy games. Yes. Within that, there's also probably a subsection of people that are competitive, right? And then there's League of Legends players. And then you, within League of Legends players, you could even get more specific where a subcategory within League of Legends players is that people that take it somewhat seriously as a hobby or a, a competitive within the game of League of Legends and the people that aren't, right? I mean, yes. that's a very, again, an overgeneralization. I'm sure there's many in between, but I'm sure that like, if we're going to simplify here, I'm, I'm assuming that you want to kind of have League of Legends players, which they're already a different breed of gamer, because a person who plays League is obviously very different to someone who would have played single player games. And then you have someone who's competitive and actually takes the game quite seriously and they want to get something out of it. And then people that don't and want to play something just after work to unwind. Am I, am, is this correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, the other thing as well I want, to, I want to sort of say is that people don't really know where they fit in as a League of Legends player though. Like people people would say they take the game seriously, but, but they're just not aware. I mean, this is still a very small podcast. Yeah. Our thing's very, the, our philosophy, this is very new. We're just, is, we're just trying to figure it out. We're, and we're also trying we're, to figure out I feel like we're at the forefront and we're yeah, trying to figure it out. That's right. And, and I'm sure that there are a lot of things we've said that we've changed our opinions on. And we're trying to still figure it out week by week on this shitty little podcast. Yes. So- now this is the warning for the gamers, okay. Okay, the gamer side. And this is this is the thing that I, I think, you know, video like this, these video stuff, this is the thing that's holding back the game and doing damage to the community, okay. right? These type of gamers, they are not going to change, right? The way that I view it is sort of like your grandpa, you know, like, like are you able to convince your grandparents to, to do massive lifestyle changes? No. For example, for me, I, my grandparents never got the internet. We bought, we recently, my family bought my, uh, my grandpa an iPad and he won't use it. There you go. He, my dad sat there, tried to get him to, he, he has a mental block. He won't, he won't use it. I literally, this is how I view the, the, everyone who's gotten high ELO before in the, like if you're challenger season four, five, six, seven, eight. Like they were talking the old school gamers. The yep. old school gamers who, you know, became League of Legends players. You could say yep. that they're now. They, they, uh, uh, it's very, very, very difficult to change for them or like have this, have this philosophy, adopt this philosophy because they've gotten results. They have gotten results from that way. I want to say here. Yeah. We are in that. I yes. am in that. Yes. And I was like that. Yes. And, and, and I think this is a little tangent, but I think it's relevant. Um, I'll keep it very short and sharp. I was the definition of a fixed mindset gamer, hardcore, pure talent. My dad growing up when I used to sit, play Counter-Strike on my dad's computer when I was younger, he would bring his work friends after, sometimes after work, you know, and, they, and my dad would put me on the computer and say, look at how, you know, great my... Son is a counter-strike, look how talented he is. Talent, 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 talent. My entire, from a, from a young kid, was that I was a talented gamer. Because I was extremely good at counter-strike at a very young age. But at the end of the day, I just played counter-strike from a young age. So I, enough should have wore Exactly. Sticks. No I, process. And so I had never even remotely thought about the like getting better, like trying to view the game as a skill. It's like, you're either good at it 
and you've got like, you're good at reaction times. Well, that's what I genuinely thought. I'm like, I just got good reaction times or whatever it might be. I've got good game sense, whatever that is. And that traveled onto league. And when I played league, I got very high elo very quick. And that was my narrative. I'm just a talented gamer. You're a talented gamer. You're talented in WoW. You're talented in League. I'm talented in League. The people that are all in this high elo circle, we're all just talented gamers. And let's see who can out-talent the other person, <laughs> yeah. right? And That's then right. no one, there was no review. I didn't review a single game of League of Legends. I remember Shurnfire. I think it was in season, when, when Shurnfire was dog shit of the game. Um, I think it was in season five or something. It would have been season five, And he yes. had Baron, there was, a, there was a thing season called four, Baron five. Replay. Yeah. And he was talking about reviewing games. Yeah. I laughed at him. You I'm laughed, like, what the yeah. hell are you talking? Why yeah. the, what the, f how, what, the old, I, I don't understand the mindset. Like we, we were the gamers. Why, you, I'm so much better than you. I've never reviewed a game. <laughs> get the fuck out. What are you talking? Get exactly out. Exactly right. And I yes. was, I was, and cause I was good. And I got rank one on one server and I got, I was basically top 10 for every, like all these seasons. And then we, we were basically coming top two in the OPL at the time. And then it wasn't until I stopped playing. Actually, even when I stopped playing in season seven, I became a coach. I was still just talented. I was got top 10. I, ranked, I got one KLP in season seven as a coach when I didn't even play the game. That's how good I was. I was just talented again. And it wasn't until I really stopped playing the game and I started getting worse because I stopped playing the game and I lost my feel for the game at around season nine, season eight, season nine, and then starting to get into the learning aspect of things with John, our performance director, and then me learning about all these concepts, how I started to put the pieces, we started to put the pieces together. Oh shit. We are, because I think where this all actually started was that when we're trying to coach League of Legends at a pro level, I realized that who am I to coach when I can't even coach myself. And that's where it all started. I think that's when it started all clicking into place. I'm like, I just got, I, I was just one of the, I, I was one of the people that played since season one. I've just played a shit ton of games. And yes, I had a lot of gaming background, a gaming background in my Counter-Strike days. Which accelerated that, Which accelerated my learning as well as being absolutely delusional about how, how talented I was, which led to me playing with confidence. Yeah. And then that got to me in that position. And then I started to realize I'm actually not talented. And I actively now know I understand that I'm not talented and that I have to put in a lot of work each season just to get to where I am. That's kind of, I just want to like give context here because we are that person and, and we could easily be. I would still, now, we would still I be that person. Have a process, I would be like the many other players that would be in Diamond One with a bunch of bad And narratives. I was very, very, very toxic. I was yes. basically as toxic as you can get. People are not going to believe that, but I was and Nathan can attest to that. And- that again, on, in reflection, in hindsight, it was all me not understanding what was happening. It was, it was, and lack of respect for the game because lack of respect because, for the game because not just us, all everyone else didn't respect everyone the game. else. It your was parents, a, your your peers, no one did. Yeah, no you couldn't even tell fuck. your friends that you played the game because no one respected it. You couldn't. Your parents didn't really view it as a as a thing. Um, so much so that I even quit the game in twenty. 16, remember? Yes. So it was so much so that was even that not long ago, 2016. How many years ago was that? Six years. Six years, six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah. I quit the game for like six months because I just thought it was a waste of time. Think about that. Six years ago, I quit the game because I thought it was a waste of time. 
All right, my next point here, Curtis. Yeah, going back to the the the. So again, think of the gamers as like these people just—they're uh, completely incapable. I wouldn't say incapable of change. It's very very difficult to change next to impossible because they've gotten results. They had these. They still do have these fixed mindsets. Yeah, you're good. You're shit. You just require a lot of shit of the war, right? Yep. So again, the old. This is what I call the old generation. Yep. And what Curtis and I, what what we're trying to build, what we're trying to achieve is the new generation. The, what the what is the new League of Legends player is going to look like? I want to I want to use a quick analogy here and I don't know you might be already talking about this but I feel like the old generation because they were so influential that dictated the culture of yes. improvement in the game correct right yes so all th- this was the only way to be because if you're looking I mean we only the way life works in any medium right or any industry is that we look at the top performers that the, the biggest copy them we just copy the be- the people that are most popular, the biggest people, right? It's just like we emulate, we are who we we, we are role models essentially, right? We, we pick and choose and take things from our role models, right? So at that time when you were to go on Twitch, there's not a single review being done. No one's even talking about reviewing about the game. That was just the way the game was played. I want to use this analogy time back to a, a real life one though. In a way, it almost feels like, um, you know how like our parents, when they grew up, and even our grandparents, there was a lot more finance in a way, like financially, it was a lot easier. Like housing prices, people, it's like a meme, you know, nowadays, like boomers, they like that houses were like <laughs> houses were like 10 grand or yeah. whatever it might be. Like yeah. houses were ridiculous, that's an exaggeration, but like really cheap. Um, and I was thinking it was easy, but it was easier to start a life, right? Have a family. And, you know, life was a lot more simple. And 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 so in a way, they rode this bubble of economic increase and the housing prices improved, increased massively. So if you were a random person working a mediocre job and then bought a piece, a a property, you're like financially set as long as you don't like do anything stupid with your money, not because you've done anything special, but you've just rode the hype. You're just just what everyone else was doing. It's what everyone else was doing. It's right place, right time, right? But then we try to emulate that and the people, the millennials, and and we're like- We have to have our own process in a way. How the hell can we afford? We can't do, we can't Mm. copy what they've done. It doesn't work. Mm. If you try to copy what they, you you know, you go to university, you get a job, you you know, you become a nurse and you're not going to afford a house. What the hell? (laughs) I mean, unless you're you're living in whoop whoop, you know, you're not going to afford a house. We have to accept reality comes to terms that most people are just going to rent for the rest of their lives. That's what the- but back in the day, that was never even remotely possible. I mean, you wouldn't even, couldn't conceptualize that. How are you going to have a family if you're renting all the time? But notice how like, we're just different generations and it, it, we're, we're a product of our times. And you can only, you only know what you, you're, 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 um, you're exposed to, if that makes sense. Is that, is that, that makes it? 100% yeah. sense. I mean, that's what, you know, again, we see results. We're just going to be like, oh, that's what, that's what we do. That's the standard, right? Right. So we were that generation. We're not that anymore. We're, we're, we've moved away from that. We're thinking, we're thinking way more deeper at the game League of Legends. We've studied the game a lot more, right? Yeah. And we've coached ourselves. That's the key thing as yep. well. Over the last couple of years, we've had to coach. I had to coach myself for out of platinum. I, when I came back to the game after taking a three, four-year break, even though I was challenger in season three, four, I was so outdated with the game. I didn't know I was struggling in the master tier. Yep, there you go. And if we didn't create this process, this three-block process and review, get into the details, have this mindset towards the game, we would not be where we are. I would 100% be stuck. I mean, we, we've seen a lot of people who played in our generation that were weeded out. Correct. <laughs> Heaps of them. Mm. Heaps of them. Mm. And they try to come back and they get stuck in diamond mm. and they get they quit again. Mm. 
They just grow in that cycle. So that's that's interesting because then remember we've got to still say that people are still doing this now. But the thing about it is that that so when I when I watch that niece video and all these people's videos, they just hate the game now. So what what the way that it works, the way that I view it is mm, that mm. they hate the game so much they have all these narratives, these narratives built up, built up, built mm. up, which is just going to drag them down. Then I've got this new fresh seventeen year old kid spamming games. He doesn't have that, but that's starting to build up over time, and that's why right. he's able to get to challenge when that person's not. Does that make sense? Wait, so you're saying that. Can you repeat that one more time? So the old school people, they've like, think of it as like the more years they've played without a process. It beats you down. Beats you, you down. Beats you bad down, habits. And right. then you hate the game. But this is not, you know, there's allies and everything. I think we got to carry this. There's allies. There are just genuinely, gen- extremely I'm, talented players of course, as yeah. well. Yeah. Of course, I'm just generalizing. We're generalizing here. Right. Um, I would say for the average solo queue player, right? Who like, let's say throws out. So, 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 so you said there's a 17 year old kid that what? 17. So now the 16 year old kid yeah. who's been playing, um, you know, he started in season seven and eight. That person's able to surpass that person. Yeah. Who's now, you know, he was challenger now in diamond. Yep. Because he doesn't have that baggage of playing for yeah, years right. and years and years. Yep. Even though, but and he has, no a fresh, he has a fresh perspective of the game. He yeah. has less of an ego maybe. He's less attached to his previous ranks, all that stuff. That's right. right. Okay. Correct, right? So that's that'll be the people like, well- And they can just probably put more time into the game. That's There's probably an well. element yeah, of that. People like they're getting older. And they're getting older, they have life, yeah. That's right. Okay. So I want to differentiate ourselves and why we've we created this perspective in this process. So okay. we and and the key thing is we didn't engage with the League of Legends community really, did we, Curtis? No. And this is actually was a huge advantage for us and still is an advantage to us and why we're able to think the way we are today. And I actually think being in OS helped us massively. Yes, absolutely. OS, a lot of we initially thought that being in OS was a massive disadvantage. And there are disadvantages, but the advantages is that I, instead of getting caught up in the, especially the NA, if we were in NA, I feel like we would have in caught the scrim up- culture. We where, would have caught up in that whole hmm. amalgamation of stream culture, the egos and the the esports. We would have got pulled into that, dragged into that in some way, shape or form, collaborations with other content creators. I haven't collaborated with basically anyone in the, my entire existence of my YouTube channel. There's probably been like two collaborations. I think I did one with you. I think I've done a video with Cupcake. And that's it. I've done zero collaborations with anyone. Um, and that helped me. And that helped us create our own. We were kind of detached from the society of, or the, the, in the, the league community in a way. And we kind of get perspective on things, right? That's right. Especially when we, so I'd say that the key things for us was getting that, again, not, because we never went to those esports parties, League, we were very disconnected from mm. this, even when we were in the top of O's and going to Worlds and going to all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Jonathan Brown was a massive influence. Getting that outside perspective. Outside perspective, yeah. Just really put things into perspective. I, re- I still remember that story where he came into our gaming house and he looked at what we were doing and how we were training. He's like, this doesn't make any sense. And I remember I I was I was like, let's just get this old man out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. what does he know? Like, he's, he's never, never played the game. Legends. What yeah. is he going to teach me? What is this yeah. guy ever going to teach? That's how closed-minded I was, by the yeah, way. Let's right. just highlight yeah. like that, which is exactly what my response would, like, it sounds ridiculous, but my response at that time, this is how egotistical and closed-minded I was. In 2017, some guy, an older guy that has worked in, done all these other amazing things, comes in. Works with high performers in other industries. And my default response is, I don't even want to listen to him. Mm. Think about that, how bad that is. And it wasn't until we kind of got, we like, he actually thought about what he said and he, he grew, kind of eroded us like over time, just yeah. bombarding us. 
You're right. This actually probably doesn't make sense. Mm. This actually- And what was interesting, by the way, I think we need to really expose ourselves here. We got worse by doing what he said in a way, in, in the short in term. In the short term. Because this is the other thing as well, and something to keep in mind, is that when you try to get better at something and you try things, it can actually make you worse in the short term because- um, you can just do you, you can over you can overcomplicate things. It's very easy to overcomplicate things in in the in the aim of trying to because at the end of the day we're trying to simplify it, right? But when you first when you when you have no idea how to approach a problem, you just you're te- you're going to overcomplicate it. We're all trying to go from again old zero to hundred right? gamers to the 49ers or Ray Dalio's principles. We went way water. too far, we way, too, way quick. too quick. It didn't make any sense. We no. got to go from like you got to go from preschool. You know, you got to go from kindergarten years. to year one. And then you, it takes years. We're not going to go from random dial you know, dials yeah. esports kids to let's emulate the 49ers or Ray Dalio Bridgewater. It's just not going to happen. No. And we fucked ourselves over that. That's by right. The way. And over time, you know, we, we've slowly refined. Slowly we're still refined. Like yeah. the, the way that I view this new generation that we're, we're creating, I'm going to go into some examples soon of what we've done, the work mm-hmm. we've done. Yeah. Um, this is, guys, this is going to take 20 to 30 years mm. to really get people's, not just your respect for the game and let's say the people's just respect for League of Legends in general because there is lots of negativity around the game. It might it's never also, change it's also, it's also your parents and the mainstream media as it well. It might never change. That's true. That's absolutely. actually a reality. The, uh, the, this could be a weird little like niche group of people that follow this podcast and our content that kind of get it. Yeah, a, a close circle of people and they get it and they, it. they resonate and it, they have a better relationship with the game and they get more out of it. And that could be it. It could just be, the, we just could be this small little group of people that kind of have this philosophy over the game. That's true. I don't accept that though, because there's been many sports. What was people's perception of UFC 15 years ago? Yeah, UFC was a meme, right? That's right. You got outcast. Yep. People didn't- Absolute outcast. Regular, it, wasn't, it wasn't even allowed in some states and- in, in America, right? If, I'm, if, I, if I recall correctly. But what Dana White did really good is what he did, he started professionalizing the sport, started working with, you know, medical boards, all that sort of stuff to try and create, you know, a process towards, you know, right. what's a proper fight, right? Like, yeah. what's, what's the UFC standard? Many, I mean, e- even even like the NBA and stuff, if you look at the pre-Larry Bird and stuff era, no one cared about basketball, you know? It's like not until people like Michael Jordan and stuff kind of changed the sport and the respect for the sport because you saw these amazing feats, we're just not there yet for League of Legends. Not and even guys, close. And, and that's, this is the time frame that I'm talking about. All right, so now moving on, Curtis, to some examples. So, you know, we've talked a lot about Will. Will's been, I guess, my my learning project over the last two years. And I just want to just, because the big thing in that Nice video was saying that three-block process was, if he literally said, if you want to get to the top, top end, you've got to have an unhealthy addiction with the game, Right. It's quickly Will's journey. We've talked about him before. Um, if you go to his OPGG, No Invade PLS, uh, when I started working with him, in, he was he ended Diamond 1 in Season 9. In Season 10, I think he only had like 500, 600 games that season of ranked. In Season 10, that's when I really started working with him. We started creating the process, all that sort of stuff. He has 900 games played that season, okay? That's going back to one three-block a day on average, isn't it? All right, so just talking about that, and I would say never had an unhealthy relationship with the game. I mean, the the we'll talk about why you know I think that that was able to be the case because he was able to start at such a young age, and he had the the benefit of like someone like me who's gone through all that, and the mentor I could sort of guide him. Season ten, nine hundred games. Season eleven, 
also 900 games. You can just look at his OPGG again. So again, another th- average three games. And then at the beginning of the season, it took him 300 games. That's when he hit rank one in like March or April. All right, so that's someone pure process orientated. So he's going from diamond to rank one. To rank one, all right? With 900 games a season. Obviously, you know, I'm going to get some more here, but uh, that's obviously people can say, well, that's the exception proves the rule. You yeah, know he could I mean? be an outlier. An outlier, he right? Could, yeah. But that's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. It's out there, right? Um, yeah, so that, so the way I class Will is Will is the, the new generation, the new generation of player who he's climbed through good habits, good process, and understanding the jungle and breaking it down. I want to add something. I believe, by the way, Will is a one in – he's actually – there's no one in the world, I think, that is like Will. Yeah, no one – there's no one in League of in the world who went from Diamond 1 full process orientated – Climb to no one. He's no the, one's in the world. He's, he's like the first. You know, here's what I would call an artificially created. Um, people would call him like a prodigy, right? Like he's an artificially created prodigy. He's like someone in the lab, like an uh, like we've <laughs> artificially created a human. Like yeah. we've, we've made a breakthrough with AI and we can create yeah. new humans. Like that's what, in a way, that's what you've done with Will. There is no one that has done what you've done with Will in the world. I don't believe. I mean, we don't know. I and mean, we can't speak for Korea and China, right? We, we don't know. In the West, we're At least in the West, I'm yeah. pretty confident. Mm-hmm. We know a lot of the coaches. I, we've never seen that. Because I want to break down why though. Why Will's situation is incredibly rare. Will was what, 15 when he approached you? 14. 14. Who in their right mind as a 15 or 14 year old would even have the, the I guess the- the care or even like the the mindset to to listen to someone else and want to want to follow this process like it's hard to get a 15 year old kid t- attention imagine you at 14 15 years you know old. i'm not yeah. going to listen so no. you he obviously had a lot of respect for you hmm. and he just latched onto you and he listened to you but that is unheard of especially a gamer at 14 or 15, where their attention span is that of a gnat and they're dopamine fueled, they're addicted. But in a, way, in a way, Will had good upbringing, right? He had good parenting and they were pretty hard on him. And like, he actually wasn't just like, you know, a basement dweller that played, you know, skipped school and, you know, played all the time. He actually had good parenting and in a way he was very attentive, right? In a way. I'm not saying he's perfect. Yeah, he definitely had his flaws with some stuff as yes, well. But, yeah. but he did listen to you the majority of the time. And he had to get diet and exercise. That was huge. He actually listened with diet and really exercise. Cool. Like, I, 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 in a way, yes, he is an outlier in the current in in the current now ecosystem. Ecosystem now, he's an outlier. Your point is, you're, you're saying that there can be way more of them. That's if right. If we change yes. the culture, yes. there can be way, way, way more of them. If you can influence the up and coming now, 13, 14, 15 year old kids to have a better relationship with the game, what would the server look like then? What, what would, would the, the top of the ladder look like? What would the top like? of the ladder look like then? You've got now a whole army of 15-year-old kids that actually play three blocks and really review and have a good relationship with the game and actually exercise and eat well. What would that look like? And that's what I, and that's looking at very, very developed sports. Look at college, We NFL, see this in other sports. You might think that's delusional, but we see this in other sports. Mm. Think about, I mean, we speak to, I mean, 
uh, Cupcake, he talks about his tennis journey as well. Like in all of these college sports, you start really young. With like, world-class coaches. With world-class coaches. Like if you're really serious, if, you're, if your parents want you to be a great tennis player, you're getting coached from an incredibly young age. Like Ash Barty, the Australian tennis player who won- She's uh, ranked one in the world. Ranked the one and, and she retired or whatever. But like she, you know, she started at an incredibly young age. She's being coached, coached, one-on-one coaching from a young age. Think about what that takes. Rocking up after school, getting tennis training, eating well, sleeping well, training, you know, multiple days a week, going to the gym, working out, probably doing other forms of cardio, swimming and other things. This person has been dedicated to a sport for years and years and years and years and years. And then by the time she's competing at a pro level, think about the type of person that the, that, that person is, right? The habits, but the that, process, but that's the respect. Not, we, don't, we don't look at the Ash Barty story and be like, that doesn't make sense. We would just, no, there's, it makes there's perfect sense. thousands of kids out there that are trying to be a great tennis player or a great cricketer or a great rugby player or a soccer player or a footballer in every country around the world. That's just the way the sport, these, these more advanced sports that have been going for a hundred years, you know? Hun- yeah. They've been going for ages. They, these are sophisticated sporting and very complex grassroots programs that people it's, and it's encouraged, right? From parents and culturally it's culturally acceptable to pursue the that that path, isn't it? That's right. It's culturally acceptable, mm. um, and we just we're not even remotely close. That's to that. right. With guys, with and, decades and, away. And you from know that. what? It's justified, of course, because in its current state right now, like if if, if I was a if I was a father, and and in in league's current state right now. I wouldn't want my kid to go into the esports ecosystem. Absolutely. Not at all. Absolutely. He's going to come out a worse person a lot of the time. Mm. Just, Mentally, being, just being around these gamers. Just being around these people. The gamers. Just just the people. Yeah. The, the community. The I, gamers. The gamers. That's correct. <laughs> but I don't, I wouldn't want my son around that. No. I mean, what is he going to really get out of that? I mean, he could flip it and ho- hope that he gets a, you know, flips that he gets his massive salary that he just makes it. He could easily not make it. What is he going to, but what, what, what's the cost? But but in general, like you're not even gonna pursue that as a hobby. I would not even as a as a father. I wouldn't even want that my son to be wasting time or like not even about wasting time. Just being around these people in this community makes sense, right? So it's justified in its current form. Yep. So um, the other thing I want to I was actually watching a um, you remember Dawn Wall? Yeah. The documentary. The Alex, his name's like Alex something. I forgot his name. Anyway. That's one of the most inspirational documentaries you'll ever see. It's amazing. Um, it's on Netflix. There's a great scene and we'll get an editor to put it up as well. Um, he, what he does is just this huge challenge. Just, just really, he breaks down the wall. And it's so this guy's like, a rock climber. He's a, he's rock a, he's climber. a free climber. Is that what I call him? Yeah. Where like you don't use equipment. No, he does use is equipment. It? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought equipment. it was a free climber. No, Cause remember, dude, they live two, two weeks on the wall. Oh, right. Stuff, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a, like he literally studies the wall and you know, then now, now I guess we can sort of get into the, like obsession versus addiction. Yeah, I think this is a very important discussion to have, right? Nathan. But, um, you know, he, he was obsessed and he studied the wall, all that sort of stuff. But, but again, like he still broke it down. Like it wasn't like, 
an addiction. He just didn't know what he was doing, right? And like, we'll have a picture up of the 30 pitches that he created. So that each pitch is like, you like climb it and then you like stop and you climb it, you stop, mm. right? And he, and that's the way that I view like our coaching. Well, well, I wouldn't say what well, we need to get to that point where we can like break down the fundamentals in that way. Like this is the one you would do first. This is the one you do second. Right, like yeah. we're not, like that will come over time, right? Yeah. League's really complex. I mean, I get, because I get asked that question all the time, by the yeah, way. Yeah, what do I do first? I know. I don't even know how I to answer, know how answer that. We're not there yet. But, you know, this guy spent, you know, literally, you know, five years doing this, just this one climb, you know, that's half the entire League of Legends lifespan. And it's just beautifully just like, this is how I'm going to do it. And he had to create it from scratch. Stuff like that, I think is really, really sort of showing like what we're trying to get to. I want to, I want to, um, you kind of led me down a path here and you've made me, I was very calm. Yeah, here we go. You don't want to get me fired up, but okay. you got me a bit fired up here. Okay. I just want to like to say this. Um, you know, I coach a lot. We coach a lot. Out, you know, too much, and uh, for for quite a long time now. And um, I think. I've actually even started doing, oh, I do like a, a daily recap and I write up these things for my Midland Academy called weekly tidbits, right? Where I like reflect, I reflect after my coaching sessions every day and I try to think about what's happening in my coaching sessions. What am I doing right? What's got, what are the themes, patterns, et cetera? You know, I'll be honest, man. Like I, I finish my day sometimes and I feel like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, as in like, the, it's so complicated. League is so complex. I've been- being just, I've just been doing mid lane specifically, mm. right? For how long now? Like three years or something? Two and a half years. Two yeah. and a half years? Mid lane specifically. Not even below gold. I'm only talking about gold, platinum, diamond, master plus. Not even all the ranks, right? Just a few ranks, just one role. I don't do anything else in my entire, I don't do anything else. <laughs> and I feel like I've gone backwards. That's how complicated the game is. Like, and, and the reason I'm saying this is because league is such a complicated game. Coaching the game is, I can't even put it in words how, 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 how much, how many levels there are to this. I'm, and every day I wake up, right? I know that I am using that wall analogy. If, if we're talking percentages on that wall, I'm at like 2%. Yeah. Like not even yeah. exaggerating. I, know, I would like agree. I look at yeah. my coaching from last year mm. and I cringe at my own coaching mm. a year ago when I thought I was at the best. Mm. And then I look at where I am now mm. and I'm going to cringe. I know that I'm going to cringe at my coaching in a year from now. I can't even imagine what, my coaching, what my coaching could possibly be like in 10 years. Mm. It will be- I'm going to have such a much better understanding of the fundamentals of the game and the order in which I teach things and how I teach things and how I communicate. I am operating in terms of, I'm an incredibly inefficient, I'm like an inefficient car. You put fuel in, I am- just burning that I'm fuel. I'm burning that fuel. That far. I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I want to get to the point and we would need to get to the point where it's like every word we say is necessary and not overcomplicating. We talked about creating new terminology. We have this beautiful dictionary of League of Legends terminology mm. that we can pick and choose when we need to. It's like, that is the only reason that I'd still do this. Like if League was easy, I wouldn't do this. It's and such a massive challenge. It just gets it's us excited. It's such a massive challenge. It's, what, it's, it's the only thing that keeps me going, to be honest with you. Mm. It really is. If, if, I, if I had solved it and I knew how to like, get people results. Why well, I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't wake up at 4.30 AM every day. Why would I do that? 
I wouldn't have the motivation. I would. I only wake up at four thirty a.m. every day to coach EU clients. <laughs> you think I want to wake up at four thirty every day to coach EU clients every day? No, you know. But I do it because I'm I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed about it, and I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to become the best mid lane coach, and I know I'm, it's embarrassing how far away I am. And we need years, decades before I can confidently say that I even know what I'm doing. And so I think that the reason I'm bringing this up is that, um, you know, there is so much complexity in the game and especially, especially when you're going like the master plus, like it, it is so complicated that like, I just feel like the coaching craft is just, this unbelievably dis disrespected. Absolutely. Like it is pissed on, like it is beyond pissed on. Mm. Like it is, it's like people look at it as if it's a, a joke and it's easy and anyone can do it. Everyone just picks up and randomly becomes a coach. Mm. Yeah, you're on your coach. You can literally just put up a, a, a Patreon and then say like League of Legends coach thing. and you've done it. You've, yeah. you've, you've given yourself a certificate <laughs> and you can do it. Yeah, you've given true. yourself the title. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no, I mean, anyone can do it. So, so what, what happens is that you, the, the job is memed on <laughs> because of people who don't take it seriously. And then people get poor results because of those coaches and that reiterates the narrative. And because there's probably only a handful of coaches in the entire world that genuinely take role coaching in the general public seriously. There's people in the pro scene that probably take it very seriously, but we're talking in the general public, take it very seriously, helping right. the average player trying and to- helping the entire culture of the actual community. Like think about the, the culture- it makes sense why the culture is the way it is. Correct. Like it's just, a, it's the entire league community and the, the culture of league. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's, it's disrespect upon disrespect, which leads to more disrespect. It's just Plus a, like addiction based addiction. of the game. Like, you know, you don't really have that problem with basketball. Cause I mean, I guess you could be addicted to playing pickup games, but it's still like good for you. You know, you're not just sitting on the chair. You but uh, let's have this conversation, Nathan, because you know, one of the things, look, with the niece video talking about, where, you know, where everyone has an unhealthy relationship with the game at some and that's point. That's just like required. But I, but I do agree with that. Mm. At, like it's not required, but I think in in the in this current state, I think with the game where it is now, I think most people, ninety nine percent people, have had or do. That's oh, a correct statement. I think yes. it's a correct statement. Um, and I think that like there is an element of. Um, but I don't, I disagree that you need to be addicted to get high ELO. That's right. And to get the goals that you want to achieve. I've got someone right now in my Midland Academy that is not talented, just plays three blocks, small champ pool. He's gone from platinum. Now he's like high diamond. He's about to get, he's, he's going to get master. I know he's going to get master. I've got a lot of clients that like that, that do three blocks that have now re about to reach master. I've had a shit ton of clients recently. Or I've, I've had probably this year as well, the most, a metric ton getting mastered here. Just from just from rocking up to reviews, having the small champion, listening to what I say. And these people aren't addicted. These people don't, you can't, don't play nearly enough games to be addicted. They've, they've got full-time jobs. They study. They can't possibly, they don't have time to be addicted. It's impossible. They, they wouldn't be functioning humans otherwise. These people have good relationship with the game and they're getting mastered here. You do not, I, there is, I've got so much evidence at this point, I've got a library. I've got a dis you can scroll forever now of people ranked achievements on the in my, my server of people getting <clears throat> master tier plus, even GM that are not addicted and are just following the process and have a healthy relationship with the game. So, in my experience, 
they may have had an unhealthy relationship with the game, but you do not need to have you do not need to have an unhealthy relationship to get high elo in the game. And that's the next generation. That's where we're moving towards. Yes. If you want to compete it to get to the top of the ladder. That's correct. But oh, you know, I want to go a little bit deeper as well. Can I just mention the time frame thing? Just using sure. another another analogy. Sure. Because that's the thing that other people think as well. Is like because the sport, because League has been around for such a, a short period of time, people think, okay, I need to play. Let's say it's like I need three thousand games to catch up to people in like mm. one year. Mm. To be a black belt in jujitsu, it takes on average ten years. That's yeah, interesting, I mean, again, it? we respect the craft, rate. don't we? We respect the craft of jujitsu. We don't respect the craft of League of Legends. Mm. League of Legends is a fucking hard game and it should take years. I tell people, like if someone comes to me and they're gold, I'll say, okay, it's going to be about a year. We'll go from gold four to plat four, about a year. If you're the healthy process. Everyone yeah, healthy process. If we, if we do this again for another year, if, you're, if you do it really well, you stick to the process. Another year, we go from plat four to D4. Another year, maybe we can go from D4 to master. If you're very, you know, you stick to the process, you, you listen to what I say. Another year, you can go from Masa to maybe high GM, low Chow, if you're very good. And another year, mid, like mid Chow, another year, high Chow, another year, rank one. So there is, that's- That's, that, and that's even like, that's, that's, that's pushing it. That's no fault of their own. Like imagine saying to someone, you're going to join my coaching program. It's going to take you seven years. <laughs> In, in jiu-jitsu, you join jiu-jitsu, you'd like to be a black belt, it takes 10 years. Okay, that's cool. That's the standard. But that's, yeah. that's almost the entire duration of League of Legends being out. So it's it's no fault of the community of their own because, mm. you know, there's so many stories of everyone getting like their two, three seasons of their challenge, you yeah. know, because that's what it takes right now because the level is so low in terms of the respect for the craft and what it takes but, to actually be you, really good at the but game. But this is where it even gets more complicated. I mean, I don't want to go on in this, but, but I even made a video, your league journey. Everyone has their own u- unique league journey. Some people have a very uh, sophisticated gaming background. They play many different games That's at a high level. Accelerates it, yeah. Some people are genuinely quite talented and they're good at like pattern recognition. Another one, and I think Will had this obsession. Some people are genuinely obsessed and passionate, extremely passionate about the game. And they are able to learn from painful experiences faster than other people because they care more about it. We saw this with Schoenfire. There are, there are certain people that when they, we, we, we've all been there, where it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be league, but in, in some things where we've cared so much about it, you sink time into it. But you, in, even when you're not doing that thing, you're thinking about it. And when you make a mistake in that thing, you don't just be like, oh yeah, I did that wrong. I'm just going to move on. No, they, 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 they burn that mistake into their, into their memory and they, they will not let that go. So, there, there, there's a, there's levels of obsession. There's not even just, there's not just obsessed or not obsessed. There's levels to obsession. There's levels to care. Like with everything, everything is on a scale. Everyone's somewhere on this scale. You know, we've had clients that care deeply about mistakes and they can learn very quickly. We've seen people, I've had clients go from gold to D4 in with one the season process. with the process, yeah. but they're doing the same thing, but they get better results and other people know but they, they have differing levels of care. Not everyone, this is the other thing I, I, I just, I really disagree with Nice and, and I can understand where he's coming from, but I just disagree. You don't, and we have covered this in the other video, but I just don't believe Diamond is the end of the game. Like Master Tier is the start of the game. Mm. Now that doesn't mean everyone wants to get there. I totally, I've never once 
in any of my videos imposed that you need to get a particular rank. Mm -hmm. You come to join my program, you tell me what rank you want to get and I'll do my best in my power to help you get to that rank. But to say that- The, you, key, the key thing I think that you might be missing there is that Nice says it, it's not worth to go anymore because the stress is too high and that's going again to just- you know, you're just going to end up hating the game versus- Yeah, exactly. The, that's, like when, that's the, that's the that's when the most fun starts. Yeah. The, the game gets fun, really fun, when you get Master Plus. And I haven't had a single client who's got to Master Plus that has told me that they've regretted it or- Or they said they're overly stressed. Or said they're overly stressed. It's the, literally the other way around. They're the most stressed in Diamond yeah. in a way. Yeah. And then they get become less stressed once they get Master Tier. And once they really get better at the process- And that's when they and have really play the League of Legends. You're at, the, you're at base camp in Master Tier. That's when the game starts because everyone is now playing League of Legends, is competent and can have, they, they, they're playing the game now. They're not, they're not punishing any mistakes. They're, they're getting creative and now it's, we're, now we're really two creative people versing each other. It, it, think about if, you know, talking about stress, right? Because that's, that's actually really another good thing you brought up that he really emphasizes a lot in that, that Coach Curtis's mm. Lions You video. It's just because that, that's the key thing, like that Azir player, because that's what it's about. Remember, we did the Reddit Reacts about he quit. Is that out yet, that episode? The Reddit Reacts? Yeah, that's out, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Because um, we have covered that exact thing. Oh, wait, no, yeah. They'll be out by when this, uh, the episode comes out. Yeah. Oh, right. It'll be out by the time this is released. That's okay. right. Um, because we recorded that a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> the great Curtis. Curtis has just given away our recording process. Um, sure, what was I going to say? I was going to say, uh, yeah, like we, 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 let's say when we coach ourselves, I mean, you know, we, if you think that we should be the most stressed because we're trying to make careers out of this, you know, like I would say maybe I was like somewhat stressed, but I wasn't like, you know me, I wasn't that stressed. Like I was just chilling. I was celebrating the process. Right? I was just like incrementally just getting better, getting better. Yes, I had some really bad ping. I had to be honest with myself mm. and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, stress isn't really a thing that I'll be saying. Stress is only, yeah, it, if, you have it, a really if you're trying process. to go pro, of course it's going to be stressful. Yeah. But who the hell's going to go pro? I mean, there's literally 0.0001% of the population that should be trying to go pro. Yeah, I mean, I just chilling out with the process. I mean, again, don't chill out. You got to be like, you know, if you want to be, you get really good yeah. results, you got to be obsessed, but it's, it should be, it should be a fun celebrating process. Going back to the start of the episode. No, I don't even like the word fun. It's just satisfying. Satisfying. I like that. I agree. Fun's on the way. Like, I don't, I don't like- it's too much chaos in legal It's elements. too much. It's, 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 it can be. Okay. So again, stress only comes in when you're playing at a rank that you don't, Really, or you've got like a weird time frame. You've got a time frame. You're putting time on yourself, or or like, you know, you you got boosted and you're playing at a rank that you don't deserve to be at. Like, you know, if you play ranked consistently, the stress shouldn't be a thing because it's just like just another day. It's just another day, another game, and you're playing at the rank that you are at. And there are going to be some games that are easy. They're going to some games that are hard, and you just have a crack and you be mm. present in the moment. You mm. make it work. Um, people are just, again, just stressed because again, going back to they, they don't know what they're looking for. They don't know what they're doing. They don't yeah, know why they're improving. I actually, had a, I actually had a thing about this is one of the things I wanted to talk about. I think this slots in perfectly. You know, I wanted to do like a public service, public service announcement here. League is very, very hard in the sense that let's say League is easier for us than it is for a lot of people because we can like spot problems and we know the solutions to problems very right. easy. Yes. But for the average player, they do a three block. They don't even know what the problems are, right? That's why it's so hard, you know? And, and, and I think the key differentiator, right? Let's say we've got Jim Bob here. 
And let's say they have a deep respect to the game. They know how hard it is and they know how clueless they are. It's like, I'm aware of, I don't know jack shit. And I'm just curious and I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an idiot essentially. And I don't know, I don't know what I don't know. So when they finish that game and they get into the review, they don't expect that they're going to find the right answer. They're just exploring and they're curious. You cannot be stressed if you have that mentality. You're only stressed if you if you say to yourself, okay, oh my God, I've lost this game. I have to find the perfect, I, I, I can't afford to make this mistake again. I don't know. My review's got to be perfect. I got to pinpoint the thing and I and I'm going to another game and I'm never going to make that mistake again. That's right. And like, if you have these like unrealistic expectations, stress only comes from actually in a weird way, disrespect from the game, doesn't it? Yes. If you, uh, and we say this all the time, curiosity, curiosity. We're saying it for a fucking reason because curiosity and 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 being humble and knowing you're an idiot, knowing you're the dumbest person on the rift in that game is actually a toolkit to help you manage stress in a way, if that's something you deal with and have a healthy relationship with the game and have fun with the, have fun with the, with the pro with the review. Even me now, when I go into a review, I'm aware that I might miss things. And my, my solution, especially my master tier plus reviews with my, when I coach people, I even say, this is my interpretation of this. This might not even be correct. I can't guarantee that what I'm saying right now is objectively the most, maybe it, you, probably, it could be, but like, I could be wrong. You know, I still, even having played the game for 12 years, I still am happy to say that I could be wrong. Mm. Like I'm still that, I have that much respect for the game. Mm. And let's say it's a ch- maybe a champion, you know, really, really, really right. advanced. Exactly, one. exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to say this is an announcement. Like just, it's hard. I just wanted to, sometimes we don't say that enough. It, it, it is hard. Um, yeah. Hardy's fun. Hardy's fun, man. Challenges are exciting, dude. That's what we live for. So did you, is that it? Is that your, your spiel, Nathan? I think that's my spiel. I was, I think I had one more point here. So I talked about the time frame. Um, um, what I will say, actually, there is one thing. I think Nice does make, he, he, I think he tried to get across a point, but I think he could have articulated better. Um, he says how, Everyone needs to play a lot of games. You need to get bolt games in at the start. I do agree that when you first play League of Legends, like when you're playing it, like and you're in you're in unranked and you're in bronze and you're in silver and iron, there is an element of getting games under your belt. Like like there is no, it doesn't necessarily have to mean spamming games, but it, 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 like our producer said before, like you can't just sit in your chair for eight hours in a row and play games. Like there's only, you're not going to learn that much doing that. You still like get the three, you can do a three block, but you can speed up the three block where it's like, okay, I'm not going to take a massive hour break. I might get out of my chair, get some water, maybe do something for 20 minutes and come back. You got to get reps in. There is an element of just, there is so much knowledge. The knowledge base is so large. Learning all the champions do. Learning all the damage outputs, the feel, the keyboard. Like there is just a bulk amount of games that you need to get under your belt. And I feel like that's what Nice was trying to get across. Like, and I agree with that. So is it, but it doesn't mean you have to have a bad relationship with the game, but it does mean you have to get games in. Does it mean like you're just going to do one, three block a night and just, you're going to get to, Diamond that way? No. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be there forever otherwise. you got to get those games in. But it's just how you do it. That's just a fact. However you want to do it, whether it's like two, three blocks a night or you do four blocks or whatever it might be, you've got to get those reps in. So I think that's one thing he was trying to articulate, but I think that like, yeah, he just didn't get around to it. The last thing I was going to mention is that I sort of as well want to get across that 
a lot of the high ELO community, like challenger players and stuff like that, they don't really get this message. Like, like you'll be surprised how little there are mm. that actually come to approach Curtis and I and like one coach, there, you know, obviously we've got a few, but it, it's no, like, again, people, the gamers, they, they're not going to change. Like they're just going to slowly, that's why I view it. Like this is going to a long process guys. Mm. If, if anything, I sort of want our message as well to be, let's say you're watching the podcast for a long time. Your responsibility is to get results with the process in a way. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. To, to move the game forward. I actually think I should broadcast the results of the people in my Midland Academy that get results more. I think you should, absolutely. Like, uh, just to spread the message. Well. Yeah. I got some great ones recently. Maybe we should start doing a thing at the end of our um, episodes. We should go to our channels and just shout out people. Like, you know, like a roll credits. Love it. Yep, let's do it. We should start doing that. Yep. And we just say, congratulations to X. We can maybe do a little brief summary about how hard their journey was, what we worked on. Yeah, whatever. Like we can talk about that, but I like that. Add that to the end of this episode. We can add that? Yeah. We'll do it next time because I got to prepare stuff. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So just want to note here, just like this is, yeah, it's not as simple as like people listen to like Curtis and I, like we, this is going to be a long time, you know, it's, it's, a, yep, it's and I'm still, 10, 20, still trying years. to figure it out and we're still trying to figure it out. And, and the current generation, the, let's say, let's say you've got a challenger friend, but like, yeah, I don't listen to that coach Curtis stuff. Like just do this and do this and this, you know, they, they're not, they, they can't possibly have the foresight to change because they've got them results. That's right. From the I, spam. I don't do blame that. anyone that says that. Like no, if, of course not. if there's like a one K LP mid laner that thinks I'm a joke, it's okay. That's right. I mean, it, it, makes everyone, sense. it makes sense why that person would think that way. And, you know, let's see what happens in a few years. You know, that time is the, the true test of anything, right? I could be a giant scam artist and I could just yeah. be, and then we'll the find out. The of this was right. Curtis is lumber. I am a giant you. liar or something. You know, that could be yeah. the, you know, from the outside, you could see that. And then only time would tell, right? It's like people, I'm just not getting any results. Like I joined this program and it's just, I paid 25 bucks and I got nothing, you know, like that, <laughs> that would happen over time. Like no one would be in my program. Mm. So like, I guess- Time will tell if I'm around for the next 10 years and okay, I'm probably doing something okay, you know? So I guess I can see that. I can totally see that. That's my rant over, Curtis. I've had some stuff, but I think that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, think well, save it for the, next episode. End the episode on this one. Great. Good, good conversation. That was exciting. All right. I think that's good to uh, re-emphasize our stance on, you know, our message for this podcast. I think we always need to reiterate it going back to the basics, talking about why we love the process. And I, you know, let's leave the message of this, celebrate the process more than the wins. That dopamine, that three zero block, make sure we're still really enjoying being present in those games you're playing. I think that's really awesome. I'll have that linked to that video as well. Okay. Um, with the Adesanya, I, always, I think I'm pronouncing yep. his name right or wrong. Lovely. Good work, guys. We'll see you on our next episode.